Welcome, everyone, to the Full Life Podcast by Grace Church, where we hope to inspire, challenge, and clarify your next steps in faith. I'm David Lawson, and today we're going to talk about how the full life that Jesus offers influences your work, and if you're a business owner, how it influences your business. Today's podcast grew out of a sermon series at Grace Church called Full Life. Jesus said that he came that we might have life and that we might have it to the full. And in this series, uh, we were learning the difference that the full life makes in our personal lives, in our relationships, in our families, and last of all, in our work. And if you haven't listened to the messages in this series, I encourage you to go to worcestergrace.org, that's W-O-O-S-T-E-R, grace.org, and listen in. I know they will encourage you, and they will provide you with some practical help for your spiritual journey, even if you're not yet a follower of Jesus Christ. And today we're going to talk about how the full life influences how a business owner leads his business. And joining me today is Bill Buckwalter, a small business owner. He owns a bike shop here in our town. Welcome, Bill. Thanks for the invitation. Uh, looking forward to it. So, Bill, where I want to end up today is how does the full life that Jesus offers influence how you handle your business and the tensions and the uncertainties that are associated with handling a business? But before we do that, I want to get to know you a little bit more. So why don't you just share uh, with our listeners a little bit more about who you are and uh, your family, where you come from, that sort of thing. Yeah, sure. Um, Jack and I were married in 1981 after we met in college. Jackie grew up in Smithville, but I grew up in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And uh, we lived in Lancaster, Pennsylvania for the first uh, number of years that we were married. We have uh, five children, uh, three boys and two girls. And... um, Four grandchildren. They're all here in Worcester, or except for our youngest son, he's in Columbus, so they're very close, and we spend a lot of time with them. Uh, Cycling has been a part of our life uh, uh, really throughout um, our our time together as a family, and all of our kids have have bicycles for sure. In 1980, I rode cross-country from San Francisco to... Cross-country. Yeah, uh, San Francisco to Ocean City, New Jersey, with a friend... Um, we were sort of friends at the time, but it didn't quite end that way. But uh, <laughs> a lot of stories there, but uh, we'll save that for another bo- uh, so, podcast. So you like, uh, so you're, you're on the east side. You you started in San Francisco. So you flew out to San Francisco, like you did the whole thing, put your back yep. tire in mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, our goal was to carry a bottle of water from the Pacific Ocean to the Atlantic Ocean. And, and so we did that. Uh, and there were a lot of adventures along the way. And not uh, get it confused with your drinking water. <laughs> no, it was, uh, it was the uh, sand and the uh, salt water from the Pacific yeah. Ocean. And we emptied, uh, we put half of it in the Atlantic Ocean and uh, filled the bottle up. I have that bottle somewhere. You still got it somewhere. I don't know where it's at. But it, it's <laughs> don't somewhere. open it up. might smell a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it might. Uh, so you and I go back a long way, and uh, one of the things that kind of forged our friendship was your involvement in ministry. You were involved with some pretty significant ministries uh, with our church to our community. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, one one of our outreaches, uh, we call it servant evangelism. Probably the best way to describe that is uh, demonstrating God's love in a practical way. You know, nothing is free. Somebody paid for it. God demonstrated his love for us. And while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Mm. Our lives need to be lived in, a, uh, in gratitude uh, for what God has done for us. Um, a number of things happened when we served our community. People were mobilized to share. Lives were impacted. 
um, through our actions. Uh, there were opportunities for conversations and, and spiritual matters. One of those um, ministries that we had was an oil change for single moms and seniors. And uh, we would do that uh, once every three months. One, one month, one Saturday, we had a goal of serving over 100 cars, and somehow we pulled that off. Yeah. Uh, that was such a great ministry. It encouraged so many people. You don't realize how lifting that load mm-hmm. a little bit for a single mom or a senior adult with somebody they trust, you know, to have the, well, mm-hmm. the difference of that makes Yeah, a, a lot of good conversations. Yeah, yeah. Of course, you know, our goal wasn't just to service cars, but it was really to yeah. connect with people, yeah. share the gospel. Yeah. Well, you did that well. And that's a great combination of your personality. I think you told me one time, <laughs> they, Dave, God designed me to give things away. But it was, I, but it was more than that because uh, you, you, you brought yourself with it, and that's what made the big difference, is uh, your your personality, your love for people, your heart for people, um, uh, being paved, uh, that way being paved through uh, your your service to other people. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, I, I enjoy serving people. Yeah, yeah for it, sure. it shows, for sure. Yeah, now, in thanks. a previous life, uh, before you were a small business owner, uh, you were a salesman. Yeah, I was. Um, I can refer to that as a previous life. But in, uh, I worked for a company, started with them in, in 1981. It was with them for a long time. In 1992, they asked me to uh, take a new position with them in sales and be a, a sales rep for them in the Midwest. It required a move from Lancaster, uh, where we were living, to the Midwest. And they asked me to expand our dealer base and and increase the sales and mm-hmm. so in '93 we moved to Worcester. Uh, of course, uh, part of that was being close to Jackie's family and you know I've, I've seen the Lord work in in um, in neat ways and being able to uh, care for uh, Jackie's family and, mm-hmm. and having her close to her her parents. Yeah, when when you and I talked about your job uh, during that time, I could see where you brought that service aspect to, to your customers. You, you really kind of went above and beyond and to, because you cared for them, not just, yes. you, not just you for the product's sake, but because you cared for them. Yeah, I, I enjoyed, uh, enjoyed meeting the people, serving yeah. our, our, uh, my dealers, and um, it, was, uh, it was a privilege that I had. Yeah. And I, I miss that job in some ways and uh, that it's it's more that I miss the contacts that I had, the relationships yeah. that I had. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The thing that was remarkable about that job uh, is that it also enabled you kind of in a unique way to give your time to the ministry that God was calling you to here at the church. Uh, the, your availability really kind of opened up uh, because of your job, it, it allows you to fulfill the responsibilities of your job. You weren't cutting your employer short, mm-hmm. but at the same time, because of the travel and the flexibility you had, you, you, had, yeah. you had opportunity to serve here at the church. Too. Yeah. yeah, it was a good setup for me. I, I had an office in my home, and I set my own schedule. And usually the beginning of the week would be a busy time for me, you know, travel Monday, Tuesday, sometimes Wednesday, mm-hmm. you know, take care of uh, things. So, so that was, you know, the early part of the week was uh, long days, yeah. but then my Friday afternoons and yeah. Saturdays, and I, I could committed uh, a lot of that that time, that Friday afternoon, the Saturdays, to planning events, mm-hmm. outreach, yeah. and um, mobilizing uh, volunteers to serve. Yeah. yeah, you sure did. Now, um, there was a time when you started to start, you decided to start your own business. Uh, I remember praying with you 
mm-hmm. uh, about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, walk us through those events because as you've described this previous job, it sounded like it was a great fit for you. You were serving uh, people well. You believed in the product. You It gave you the flexibility you're looking for. So walk us through that decision-making process. Sure. Um, Jackie would probably call it a midlife crisis. <laughs> uh, she may be right, as she usually is. But there, there were some frustrations that I had with the – some of the things I was asked to do for the company, not in a, you know, a moral way in any sure. way, but we were a a custom cabinet company, and we serviced, I would say, the top 10 for 15% of the market. Mm. And so we were very specialized in what we did, very good at what we did, and yeah, we had competitors. Uh, our company decided to produce a product that was about 15 to 20% less in cost, and it, I felt it was more manufacturing-driven, meaning that, okay, we could we could produce this product, but it wasn't so much that our customers were asking for it. That was one of the frustrations. Um, there were a few other things. Uh, it was a good company that I worked for, but I decided to start looking at doing something different. Mm-hmm. Um, there was basically two things that I, I started uh, to consider. One was, of course, um, opening the bike shop. I was also looking at sidestepping and working for another company that was our competitor, but they stayed focused in what they were doing. They were high-end, and they did it well, and I started having conversations with that company. In 2008, um, I was I was seriously considering these options, and in October, I invited some friends. I had a high school friend, uh, friends from the area. I also talked to a manager of a, uh, a bike shop. He had spent time in a local bike shop managing it. And I said, hey, you guys know me. Let's get together. I called it a bike and career summit. Mm-hmm. And we had a weekend where we went for a bike ride. We sat down and had some dinner and helped me through that process. Mm-hmm. Of course, prayer was a big part of it. And as you know, I made a decision to open a shop. God directed our steps. Yeah, and you had the benefit of having people around you who loved you, who cared for Mm -hmm. you, who understood you, and helped you in that decision. I'm just really grateful for that. And, of course, a lot of people are benefiting from that decision for sure. Um, What did you find to be the most challenging part of starting your business? Maybe something that you weren't fully expecting. Even though people try to prepare you as much as possible, there's probably always something came up that you weren't expecting. Yeah, great question. I would I would say the process of starting was not as difficult as I had expected, like location, mm-hmm. securing suppliers, deciding on a name. That that came pretty easy. It's when we opened the shop, I guess would I would say it would probably be the most challenging. Uh, someone told me uh, you'll get a bloody nose a few times, and at the time he told me I wasn't sure what he meant, but I, I came to realize that, uh, you know, people will mistreat and take advantage of you, so that, mm. that's been a challenge. Um, people, customers, employees, uh, there are givers and takers. There, there, there are some people that will, will take from you, sap your energy. And then there's, on, on the flip side of that, uh, people will give you energy and, and be an encouragement, and uh, that, uh, that has been one of the greatest joys as well. Yeah. Dealing with customers and uh, people who will be an encouragement. I also ha- had probably an unrealistic expectation that simply because I was in Worcester, I would get all the Worcester customers. We have to we have to work for every customer and, and serve them to uh, keep them and and maintain them. Yeah, and even though you had these 
and still probably saw these challenges with customers and so forth. Who you are kind of helps level it out. I know it kind of takes mm-hmm. energy from you because that's kind of your emotional tank. That's the you know that's what you kind of give to your customers. But at the same time, that is what kind of levels this out for you. I'm sure a little bit. What would you say is uh, one of the most ongoing challenges you have? Sure. I would say knowing where the market is going and reacting to that. And, you know, and that, that comes from wisdom. Um, I would say that uh, I think we're in a time of transition in what a bike shop might look like in the, in the next few years. Uh, there are changes in what suppliers are doing, uh, how, how people purchase bikes. And so trying to make the right decision and, and move forward uh, long term. There, one of, one of the aspects of cycling that has gained, gained popularity over the last seven, eight years is gravel, gravel rides. Uh, now, I'm not talking about chip and seal, but I'm talking about gravel roads, dirt, rocks, things like that. And it used to be that we were always looking for a smooth road to ride on. Now guys are looking for rough roads to ride on. And the... The market has the 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 demand has changed, and so the market had to react to that in providing bikes that accommodate gravel. And we were pretty quick to jump on that. And I would say that we're probably known as a gravel shop, uh, gravel bikes, that type of thing. And we there's a lot of events that are gravel related, and it's hard to explain until you do it. It's yeah. enjoyable. It's a lot of fun flying down a, a dusty gravel road with your friends. You're not going to meet. You know, a lot of traffic. Any anyone that's out there is probably uh, out there either to um, you know it might be farm machinery. Uh, certainly, no one's in a hurry to get anywhere in a gravel road. Yeah. Well, I know when Julie and I were in there buying our bikes, you were talking to me about gravel, and I was just shocked by. <laughs> I mean, all huge designs. Yes. I mean, the, just specifically designed for gravel, not just the frames, but the mm-hmm. tires. I mean, everything mm-hmm. just really specific. And I know mm-hmm. you could go deep into the the weeds uh, with that one because uh, there there's a lot more to it than what we yeah. would expect. Yeah, it's 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 just a lot of fun, um, and the the bikes that are produced now are much more accommodating to that type of surface. Well, Bill, I know that who you are is really important to what you do. And one of the things I most appreciate about you is your faith and how you endeavor to have your faith impact every aspect of your life. One of the ways I like to describe it to people is that faith isn't uh, a piece of your life is the hub of your life. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of like that bike wheel where you have the hub and you have the spokes and that hub supports everything in your life. And that hub for you is your faith. So tell us a little bit about how your faith influences what you do as a business owner. Sure. Um, faith is, to me, it's trusting someone who knows more than you. Um, that. That's one aspect of faith. God is that person. I believe he calls us to walk daily. We, we don't know what the future holds, none of us. Um, I mean, you know, you try to make a prediction in a sports game. Yeah, you can't do it. Right. You know, but, but God knows the future. He holds the future, especially long term. God, God promises us wisdom. If we ask uh, from James, James 1.5, if any of you lacks wisdom... Let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. Uh, 
some of my other favorite verses related to that, uh, Psalms 119, it says, your word is a lamp to my feet, a light to my path. And, and that picture is that we only see a few steps. We don't see uh, far down the road, and I believe God will direct our steps. And through the difficult times, you know, life throws you curves. Um, and uh, another verse from Psalms, uh, you're my hiding place and my shield. I hope in your word. You know, a safe place is not so much a spot where you go, but it's a person, uh, God himself and his word. I, I, I don't always succeed in my goal to live a life that demonstrates that I'm a Christ follower, but my challenge is if, if you were in trial for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? And, and my prayer is that, yeah, there'd be evidence that not so much my words, but my actions would demonstrate that I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Christ follower. And part of that is having a genuine interest in others. Um, if you ask enough questions, people will talk yeah. about themselves and, and uh, open up. And a lot of our conversations, of course, are around bikes and, and technology and that type right. of thing. But uh, Jackie and I enjoy meeting and talking with customers on, on any level. And if you ask questions, you get uh, pretty deep into some conversations. And it uh, can be very, very interesting and open up a door to share uh, our faith and our walk. Yeah. And you have... Um your your influence not only on those customers individually, but with other other believers that you are with in, in your grace group, they've they've also you've also influenced your your grace group to serve in different ways. Yeah, obviously with where we're at in the um, in the city of Worcester, we get a lot of customers that are are needy, and we try to be sensitive to how we can best help. There was one gentleman that came in the shop, and we we had many conversations, spiritual and and all. Our grace group decided to give us some give, give him uh, some packages uh, over one Christmas, and it was uh, you know so we mobilized our grace group to to be involved in in uh, sort of outreach in that way. Yeah, you mentioned that verse uh, by Jesus' half brother James before uh, James one uh, five through eight, where he talked about that if we lack wisdom, we should ask God and He'll give it to us generously. And here's the thing I like about that, without finding fault. You know, uh, you and I know uh, ourselves well enough to know that there there's probably plenty of reason why God could say, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to do that for you. Yeah, for sure. Um, but because of His grace that He does. And I've, I've seen you lean on the Lord in those situations where you've needed wisdom, you don't have the direction that you need for your business, you're trying to anticipate what's coming, you're trying mm -hmm. to figure out how to serve a customer in the best way, how to let your faith influence what you do. And I've seen God, even though that those were times when you were kind of working through, struggling through, God was growing you through that, and I, I see where he, he did provide that wisdom for mm -hmm. you, for sure, along the way. You know, you've uh, one of the things about your business. I think it's probably a hallmark of your business. A lot of people understand this and know this about um, about it, and that is that you're there really to serve the community. You're not there as much. Sure, you want to you want to you want to sell bikes, and uh, you think that's one way that you can help people with their fitness and so forth, and and to pursue their passion, their interest, and their hobby. 
but you're really there to, to serve and benefit the community. I remember one Christmas, you helped us uh, as a church bless over 100 kids with mm-hmm. with some bikes. You know that that really that kind of thing really is your heart, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, back when we were deciding where we would be located, we thought, okay, do we want to be in the north end or do we want to be in the city of Worcester? And we really wanted to be downtown Worcester. There. There was another bike shop in town before we opened up that closed, and and Worcester, I think, has a history of some bike shops that just haven't survived, and I thought that we needed to serve the community to to add to what we we do. You mentioned Give Joy. Yeah. Uh, it certainly was a Give Joy <laughs> event. Um and grit I, teeth a couple I, times for you, yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah, we partnered obviously with Grace Church yeah. and some other organizations to provide. I, th- I think it was 150. I think was I think it 150? We're, I think we're okay, 150. All right, but okay. So you got to put these bikes together. Right. So I made a few phone calls, sent out a few emails, yeah. and I think it was two nights that we assembled bikes yeah. and we had we broke our volunteers up into groups of uh, three: uh, uh, non-mechanical, uh, somewhat mechanical. And a skilled mechanical, and it was a ton of fun yeah. just watching everyone serve. One of those groups was on packing bikes, and then another group was trying to make it look like a bike, and then the <laughs> mechanical guys were fixing uh, it up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> to make it actually a bike. <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes uh, it works best just to do it yourself uh, if you want it done right. But uh, we we had a good time serving, and it was neat to be able to reach and, and serve. Yeah. Um, 150 uh, kids. Yeah, and you gave you gave the opportunity there, though. Even though it was a little more work for, well, maybe a lot yeah. more work for your team. It, you gave people a chance to serve, mm-hmm. which is what their heart was. So mm-hmm. you gave an outlet for that, even when it wasn't, you know, comfort, not just not just comfortable. Even when it was easy for you and for your team. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. It's just your heart. It, uh, you know, people stepped up, and even though they didn't understand how to put a bike yeah. together, they said, "I want to help." Right. And we gave him an opportunity uh, to be involved. Yeah. 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 Now, you had a guy at the bike shop that you were really close to, uh, mm-hmm. a good friend, Jeremy Grimm yep. was his name. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. Uh, Jeremy Grimm uh, was a father, uh, two girls, and, uh, of course, a husband, shared his faith. And you talk to any cyclist in Northeast Ohio who competed uh, at an elite level, they knew Jeremy Grimm. Um, tragically, Jeremy uh, was taken from us in 2017 uh, by a an accident, a car, bike accident. Um, but he lived of life, uh, a legacy of, of acting out his faith in Christ. And there are a lot of cyclists that knew who he was, maybe didn't have the same faith or any faith at all but they respected Jeremy. We have an event in October that we have named for him, and we have an opportunity at that event to talk about his life, hmm. uh, talk about his faith. And it's, an, it's a privilege to be, able to, to be able to champion his life and his faith, um, ultimately pointing to Jesus Christ, yeah. uh, his, his Lord and Savior, our Lord and Savior. And um, and uh, call out 
what he has done uh, for the cause of Christ. Yeah. Well, one thing about you, Bill, and hopefully uh, those who are listening are hearing this, your your faith influences everything you do. And you've admitted that you're like every other human being, you're not perfect at it. Mm-hmm. But uh, you you want to press your faith into everything that you do, and that's very evident by how you run your business. So let us capitalize on your experience a little bit. Uh, give us some advice. Uh, give the maybe the startup, the entrepreneur, <laughs> the small business owner, maybe the guy who's been uh, at it for a while, maybe tired, maybe an employee. What did allow us to benefit from the advice that you uh, from some advice of what the experience that you've had over the years? Yeah, for sure. Um, look, I don't have all the answers. I'll never um, it, you know try to convince anyone that I do. But from my experience, I would say that you need to be generous. Um, be generous in what you do. Um, there. There were some people that they that talked to me after we opened the shop and said, you know, I really didn't know if uh, Worcester was going to support an, another bike shop. So I, from the start, I felt that we had to offer something more than just sales and, and service. And we we try hard to be involved in the community and offer uh, things that, that people don't pay for, rides that uh, promote the community and the sport. And so generosity, I think, is a key to being uh, successful. Uh, I said it before, you know, we need wisdom. Uh, yeah. Ask God for wisdom. Relationships are, are key. There's, there's customer relationships and employee relationships. I have an employee that uh, works hard at building relationships and maintaining our customers. It's a, it's a privilege to serve Worcester, and, and I see it as such, and, and yet God has provided through our business uh, uh, to meet our, our needs that we have. You know, your, your emphasis on the person is so important. I had a conversation with you before about what, what you appreciate about employees who help build those relationships. So you're not the only one. You and Jackie aren't the only ones who are really investing in people in our community, but you appreciate when an employee helps you build those relationships. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Scott is our one full-time employee, and he works hard at uh, building relationships, maintaining those relationships. His his cell number is out there to a lot of customers, and he'll he'll respond at the drop of a hat, you know, off hours, weekends, and he's there there to help out. It his what he contributes is priceless. It's it's building those relationships that uh, uh, add the the special touch. Yeah. Now, Bill, I know you well enough to know that you you like having a little bit of fun. Uh, you're a hard worker for sure. Uh, but you're also somebody who enjoys having a little bit of fun. And I'm sure there are some moments along the way in this business that uh, you might just be itching the tellus <laughs> that have come along well, that could... Uh, we, we have a security camera, and, yeah. uh, and that provides some entertainment. Actually, I've seen some of that footage yeah. before. <laughs> yeah, that provides a lot of entertainment. Some of those stories I, I, I can't tell in, in, this, um, in this setting. Um, one of our one of the things that we do to add a special touch is a, a grill out or cookout. 
Hmm. Once a month after our rides, and one night I was there serving our, uh, preparing to serve our riders by having a uh, a grill, and I was I was uh, grilling some hamburgers, and this grill should have been cleaned a long time ago. Wow. It caught fire. It was Did bad. It? Oh, it was it was it was bad. I was it was flames were shooting up. I I cover I pulled the cover down. Smoke pouring out. It was setting under our awning. Well, I pulled it out into the parking lot. I reached yeah. down, turned the gas off. I thought oh this thing was going to explode. Wow. Um, people were walking by and wondering what was going on. Well. I managed to survive that. The building survived it. But I went back and looked at our video, yeah. and I made a video of it. I sped it up, and it oh, was—it's a hoot. Uh, but oh, that was—that was one one time that was uh, was was crazy. But but going back to you know having fun, uh, the Give Joy Project involving people—it's yeah. uh, it, a lot of fun. Something else that we enjoy is seeing. Customers get into the sport. They might be new to yeah. cycling. They jump into the sport. They keep taking the next step. They become competitive, and we 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 love to see that growth in in individuals. Mm. That's awesome. You know, uh, and you are there to serve the recreational uh, bicycler too. I mean, mm-hmm. not just Absolutely. a competitive person. And uh, your your goal is fitness. And again, that's that's your heart for people. You want people. You're doing what you can to help people to be fit because you 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 care about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, Bill, uh, here at Grace, we always believe there is a next step. We feel like whenever we're exposed to uh, truth, and uh, in this case, truth through experience and through the Word and through your life. Uh, when someone has gets exposed to that, we believe there there is a next step for them. So, what would you say uh, if you were to pick out one or two things that you would pass on to us is that you would think would be a good next step about how the full life impacts our work? What would you say? Yeah, from my perspective as a retail shop owner, um, I, I would say simply offer something that goes beyond what a, a customer expects. Um, obviously, cycling is my passion. Uh, follow your passion might be an overused phrase, but I really do believe that God desires that our, our work and our career should be something that's in line with our gifts and our passion. You know, we're, this is a series on the full life. Uh, the full life is not so much about everything going well right. or as planned, but really trusting the one who will guide you through the difficult times as well as good times. Uh, you know, we grow through the difficult times, yeah, we do. Uh, but we thank God for his yeah. guidance. Yeah. It's one of the reasons we say around here, the best is yet to come, yep. because even when life is difficult, uh, there's still more that God has for us. Well, friend, thanks for spending time with us, sharing your experiences, and uh, thanks for the privilege of letting me walk alongside you, maybe not as close as some other people, but uh, thanks for letting me do that and pray along with you for what God has had in your life and for you, for your business. And uh, I'm looking forward to the more that God has. Mm. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Well, I trust our time together has been helpful for you. I'm glad you could join us today. And I trust that in some way your faith has been strengthened and that you have been better prepared for your own personal faith journey. Remember, Jesus came that we might have life and that we might have it to the full. And Bill's prayer and my prayer is that you would pursue that full life that God has for you. 
And if you don't have a church home, come join us in person or online. You can find out more about our location and in-person services and our streaming times at worcestergrace.org. That's W-O-O-S-T-E-R grace.org. 